Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, good morning, good Saturday. We're off and running. What a beautiful day. If you don't like today's weather, just wait a little bit. Today, it's going to get better. Holy smokes, life is good here, downtown St. Louis, Midwestern, and the center of the United States broadcasting all things that 50,000 watts will take us. I have a special treat for you today. We have Kevin Welch of Helitech in with us today to talk about all things about shrinking soil, moving foundations, and other gasp things around foundations. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. Uh, how about you with all this good weather? Any it's, good times? Oh, yeah. It's been fantastic. Fantastic. This is uh, this is a blessing right here to get this stuff uh, here in December still. So hey, able to get a few holiday things going and such. Um, me, no. The wife, yes. She's oh, getting yeah. some stuff done, and uh, the kids are getting stuff done. So oh, man. I'm just working. <laughs> hey, you married well. Did anybody ever tell you that? No. Oh yeah. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Well, okay. Uh, well, you're out in the road uh, for Helitech uh, fixing foundations, waterproofing. Not much waterproofing going on, I imagine. Not much waterproofing at all. We're doing a lot of a lot of structural repair right now. Wow. Well, tell me about that. I mean, I know the shrinking and the foundation, the movement and all that stuff. Uh, Yeah, it's, um, you know, just really a lot of peering. We're seeing it all over St. Louis. So it's uh, a lot of settlement. It's super, super dry out there. The grounds and the soils are just hard as a rock. And um, I I don't don't even think I can remember the last time we had a little bit of rain. Oh, yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah, when we get a little bit of rain, it's a dusting or a fog. Yeah, yep. Wow. It's not enough. Well, that dries out the soil. So, uh, I mean, tell me about how deep that drying soil can go and how dramatic. I mean... Well, we started back in, I guess it was probably late June, early July, we started seeing the shallow foundation movement, Mm -hmm. um, which is always the first, of course. Like crawl spaces and crawl spaces, garages, you know, stem walls, things like that. Um, And then gradually, over the course of about another month, it started moving down into into the full basement. So it's... It's 10, 12, 14 feet deep. It's bone, bone dry. We're, oh. we're digging. We're digging around foundations. We're having a heck of a time just digging. Really? With equipment, yeah. It's, it's as hard challenge. as it is? As hard as it is, yeah. Oh, so uh, we are in the clay area of the United States, and when that stuff gets dry and baked... <laughs> yeah, it is it is hard as a rock. Hard as a brick. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> it's been a challenge. It really has been for our men to be out there digging, so wow. it's taking a little bit longer to dig out these foundations. Wow. And wow, that's that's amazing. Yep. Uh, well, tell me, uh, the next step is then the rains start. Mother Nature balances the scales. Uh, the soil no longer is dry and shrinking. Uh, and what happens to clay then in this part of the country? Well, what we see, yeah, it blows up is what it does. But, um, you know, mm. what we see a lot of is the, uh, you know, the, the, the clay soil, the veins have opened up. Yeah. So now you got these veins everywhere and these pores and now easy access for water to travel through. Mm. So what we normally see come springtime is when it starts raining a lot, unfortunately, people start getting water in their basements, um, yeah. either through cracks or hydrostatic pressure. But a lot of times when we go through a drought like this, it's followed up by a lot of water in basements just because they don't know they had cracks. Yeah. Maybe can't see them due to drywall or things of that nature. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so good for business, but <laughs> tough on people's homes. Hard for you to help your wife uh, decorate for Christmas. Yeah, I'm getting barked at to get the Christmas lights up this weekend, so I gotta, 
I got to find time in between work and, and one round of golf I'm going to get to play tomorrow. So. Oh, good weather. <laughs> How, you're going to sneak away, are you? Early in the morning. So yeah, um, yeah. the goal is to get the lights up today. <laughs> yep. The golf uh, schedule of a family man, right? Yeah, and yeah. Early, yeah. I don't get to do it very often, but I, I got a good opportunity tomorrow. So I'm going to make it happen. All right. Well, I'll be rooting for you, hoping that you can uh, don't exhaust yourself in, in strokes. At least don't fall off the roof today. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, will you stick around and talk yeah. about foundations? You bet. Looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot to talk about, I'm pretty sure here. Okay. Okay, good deal. All right. Well, welcome. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show right here on X, And we have phone lines open, 10 phone lines on any topic, how to connect Christmas lights, where to best plug it in. Do you need ground fault or grounding uh, adapters for those outdoor Christmas lights? Where do you fire up and light up Santa? Oh, yeah, all of those. Is it safe to ride in a sleigh down the street today with uh, horses? Well, that's stretching it a little bit. I guess I'm getting silly on Santa. But phone lines are open, 314-436-7900, 436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. It's a great time. Uh, the leaves are beginning to uh, finish their falling. Uh, get the leaves up. They all wind up in your gutters. The gutters then wind up plugging up the leaves and the downspouts. And then it temperature drops, the rain comes, and you start freezing your downspouts the water doesn't run away and then the soil is dry and in in it comes right into the basement uh so there's a little bit of preventive maintenance here and that is keeping your gutters clean so as you walk around the house and i encourage you to go out there and take a look uh look up for any on the roof for any sticks uh things that just look out of place uh check around your windows and doors uh, as warm as it is you won't have any movement yet in the sills and thresholds of doors that uh cause the strikes or the keepers to move on the door frame so your doors probably close and latch if they don't get them taken care of now you're having guests and folks <clears throat> come over and stay for the holidays uh, it, it's kind of important that they be able to get in and out of the house safely and latch and secure the home for security during the holidays the bad guys know we're all getting together and we're bringing home all kinds of toys and gifts around the tree uh 314-436-7900 436-7900 925-1120. Remember your driveway. Uh, keep a look around that. If you've had that driveway sealed, whether black with the asphalt, uh, a clear concrete or paver sealer, uh, anything for the wood, as long as the surface temperature which the surface temperature, which for a deck, you still have time where you could actually seal or stain your deck because it'll warm up quickly in an afternoon like this. You have to watch the evening temperatures. Uh, but just kind of watch the windows and doors, the roof, the obvious things around your home. Keep the leaves away from your home. Let those downspouts drain 10 feet away from the foundation. Uh, Kevin Welch is with us of Helitech. We'll be here for two hours today. Stay tuned. We've got a great show. Lots of things coming right at you here. Uh, Bosco's turning out the uh, electrical on the treadmill. He's a tired guy by the time this show is over, but you know, he's committed. He's here every Saturday with me and keeps me from having to create 50,000 watts right here on Camo X at your service. Kevin Welch, Scott Mosby for you. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Uh 
All right, Scott Mosby, Kevin Welch of Helitech here at your service live and lively. Phone lines wide open, 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. If you're going outside to work on the leaves, take the headphones with you. Turn on the radio and enjoy the time outdoors. If you're running errands, getting ready for the holidays, the guests that are coming, make a list around the house of things that you need to see attended to. Give us a call here. We'll, Kevin and I will tell you of the, our best knowledge of how we can help you take care of that house, whether it's something you can do yourself. Also, do-it-yourselfers. This is the place you learn. This is University of KMOX. Kevin and I both welcome any information. If somebody wants to do the work themselves, we'll let you know uh, whether it's within your bandwidth or whether it's something, what parts of it need to go to professionals, how you handle framing in the basement. Uh, those of you that are taking on all those honeydew lists around the house, Believe me, I've made all those mistakes three times over. I can tell you how not to do it. And by process of elimination and 70 years of experience of our business, I think I might be able to give you a clue of what's cooking. Let's start here with Donna. Donna, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can we help you? Hi, Scott. Thank you for your service. Um, we are going to buy a uh, – we are going to move into a villa mm-hmm. um, in the end of the month, and – uh, we have looked at the venting or the ductwork downstairs. Small vent. There's a small vent that is corroded. Okay. And it uh, it does have uh, a uh, humidifier on it, mm-hmm. but we're and we're having a HVAC person come and look at it, but. What should we look for Where, if there is water in there or has been? And uh, I'm afraid of mold and that kind of stuff. So Okay. Uh, Donna, do you have a basement downstairs in that villa? Yes. And is there a garage or something like that or an outside entrance? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, that heating and cooling person that looks at that register will, will probably say it's nothing to worry about. Uh, and especially what happens here. Um, number one, the humidifier needs to run only in the winter. So there needs to be some way that I'd like him to check that the humidifier runs in the winter and not in the summer, whether it's uh, you turning it on and off at the various seasons. You know, that's a big deal. Having a humidifier run in the summer is really bad. Uh, but So that's one thing that I think uh, would help to uh, uh, really report. Now, the register in the basement ductwork, um, first off, on a summer like we had last summer, uh, where it was very hot, that air conditioner runs a lot. And the longer the AC runs, Donna, the colder the metal gets. The colder the metal gets, the more susceptible it is to moisture beating up on it, just simple condensation. Mm. Basements mm-hmm. are usually wetter when you have a basement garage or basement door. You know, the moisture downstairs even gets a little bit more. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, sight unseen. I think there's a very small chance you've got a problem. I think it's just a AC running a long time, and and uh, one thing that I would do uh, here, uh, uh, just go to the hardware store and get a digital thermometer that has the ability to measure humidity, or if you've got something that'll measure humidity, they're ten or twelve dollars at the hardware store. Uh, I get them; they're the indoor outdoor type, digital, and it just does temperature and it does humidity, and just sit it there in that 
basement level of the villa and see what the relative humidity is. And uh, anything, uh, you know, Kev- Kevin, you're in this neighborhood. Anything above 45%, 50% is too wet in a basement. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got more moisture down there, Donna, then it's time to start looking at running a dehumidifier or moving more air or something. But does that okay. help you? Yes. Um, did they, uh, can they cut a, uh, a, an opening in one of the ducts and see if there's any kind of mold or mildew or anything like that oh yeah absolutely and and generally uh, they can pull a register upstairs and look down in a floor register or something like that uh, for a for a savvy heating and cooling technician you know there are a lot of things they can do to check looking for mold but generally on ductwork down in the basement if you have mold uh, you will see it at the joints and it's very unusual because of the zinc that's in that uh, galvanized on that ductwork uh, it's it's very unusual to have mold in ductwork uh, unless you have, uh, you know, just very high humidity to where when you turn off the air conditioning, you know, the moisture just sticks to it. It just condenses into droplet form, and then you have a wet basement up in the air just because it's too humid downstairs. So if, if there is condens- has been condensation and it is collecting yeah. uh, where that little vent is, and and it's just crudded over. Yeah. Um, so we, you're saying that it's it's not uh, is that okay? I well, mean, we get a new vent. Or uh, no, what? I would run a dehumidifier. There's two ways to to stop condensation: either he, raise the temperature or lower the humidity. So less moisture, lower the humidity, make the air drier, so there's no water in the air to actually form into droplets. Or make that ductwork warmer, which means in the in the winter time now, when you're running the heating system, you'll never get any of that condensation. You know that it just doesn't come out of the air because the temperature, the ductwork's actually a hundred degree or eighty degrees instead of you know sixty. Uh huh. You see what okay. I mean? So, so I, if there is some uh, condensation and it uh, would kind of run down and pool in that vent then? Yep. Well, when you open the vent, uh, more air gets delivered through that opening yeah. there, Donna. So not only are you making it cold, you're making it really cold because you're blowing cold air past it all the time. It's like a, a winter hole in the wall during the middle of the, the okay. winter. You know, it'll freeze anything. So certainly the, the ticket is that humidity. And if you get humidity down there that's 70%, something like that, then a call to Helitech and and Kevin is appropriate because you've got more than just water vapor down there. Okay. All right. I think I understand it now. Yeah, this is so. just temp- uh, this is like watching the weather uh, channel at night and the weather forecast. This is nothing more than dew point and it, you know, we get fog and that's the dew point. Well, yeah. you're, you're getting water droplets around a very cold register in a basement right next to the furnace. So, you know, that, that metal right. stuff's going to get, you know, really cold. Oh, thanks, Scott. I uh, yeah. really appreciate it. And thank you again. Well, to kind of affirm your suspicion, always ask. If, yeah. you, if you don't ask, that's the wrong answer because now what if it is something? You know, what if the answer was, yeah, you've got to. So uh, I just want to kind of support that little voice that made you call. You know, yeah, I don't want to get any legionnaires or yeah. something like that. Yeah, right. You only get one chance to recover from that, and generally that's a failure. I get yeah. it. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Okay, Donna, thanks for calling in. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye now. Now, Kevin, you come across that, and we talked about foundations. I mean, we've got dryness and such. You can still have a, a relatively humid basement, um, you know, during a dry temperature, can you not? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not not real common, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's out there. Yeah, even though the soil is dry, there's still more moisture outside in the dirt than there is generally in a basement. So that moisture still tries to migrate through that concrete as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're teaching me stuff again, Scott. Here we uh, go. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't, actually, people say, where do you learn all that? This dew point condensation moisture thing is pretty much, if you've heard a nasty story about mold in any kind of construction, that is the physics behind all that. It is nothing more than water vapor turning into water form, and then that water form sits, and that's where rust comes with steel studs, mold comes with wood framing. If you don't ventilate and dry that stuff out, uh, you know, the house will not be healthy any more than, you know, if you keep our bodies wet all the time. Uh, things grow on that. It's not very healthy yeah, either. Where we, we see most of that in crawl spaces. You know, when you start getting into where you've got the ground, you know, a few feet from the, the floor studs. Yeah, and, yeah. And the joists and such. So you that's where you start to see a you know, you see more mold in those in those locations. Well, that's a good one. Can you talk about that when we come back? That's a good topic you is uh, just crawl spaces, what to expect, why things happen and all that. Yep. Awesome. Kevin Welch of Helitech. We have phone lines open, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, Kevin and I are pretty lonely here. We're just sitting here with this beautiful view out the window. We need somebody to give us a call. We're just kind of, you know, twiddling our thumbs and, you know, we need more Donnas. How about that? Hour one on CAMWEX. Stay tuned. More on University of CAMWEX. Kevin Welch, Scott Mosby, at your service. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement. Phone lines are a-hopping and a-popping. Please call in. Give us a, a little bit of attention. Kevin and I are just lonely here, wringing our hands. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's start with Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can we help? Hi, yeah, how are you? Uh my question is, I'm looking at a multifamily home that had some peering done about three to four years ago. And I want to know, are there different types of peering, some being more effective than others? And then uh, since this building has already been peered, how long does that last? Or is there uh, anything you need to do on an ongoing basis to make sure there's nothing shifting going on? Uh, how long it will go where the pier is done, uh, Dave? About three to four years ago. Oh, my. Okay. Are you seeing any indications of any movement? Well, I, you know, uh, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I have an appointment yeah. to come up. So I just want to kind of get the uh, lowdown as far as peering to see uh, what I should look for uh, when I do look at the property. Okay. Uh, Kevin? Yeah. Dave, um, you know, there's there's a couple of different peering systems that are out there. You know, you're going to have your what's called a resistance peer um, or a pipe peer, it's often called. Um, or you could get into a helical pier, which is more like a giant, you know, auger or a screw where it's spun into the earth. Um, and then you can even get into, you know, a concrete pier. Um, there's not very many companies around doing that anymore. Um, so that's, it's possible that it could be there, but, um, 
it's you know what you want to really walk around and look for is is you know cracks in the drywall, doors out of square, um, cracks in brick or stone, um, you know things of that nature. And and uh, if you get close to where you you actually want to you know maybe make an offer on this on this building, we'd be happy to come out and take a look at it for you and do an inspection. Okay, and then uh, as far as a, a place like this has been peered, how long does that? last and do you have to do something on an ongoing basis or once it's done correctly it should be good for how many years if it yeah if it's done correctly it should be done if it finished for the lifetime of the structure and and beyond i mean law, or lifetime of structure is it but but um you know it really is a matter of who did it um what kind of peering system was done um were the peer spacings correct as far as uh, the amount of peers um, based on based upon the structure itself, um, those those are the those are the big things. But the, but it should be a lifetime fix. Yeah. Are you have you, Dave in in buying this or or looking at? Have you seen any paperwork from this peering? But three years ago, I would think that would be part of the the purchasing conversation. Yeah, and uh, I guess I'm not to that point yet. I got the appointment coming up this next week, so. Um I'm not there yet, but I just figured with you guys uh, talking about that today, it'd be a perfect opportunity to ask and yeah, Dave, and I, I think need if, to look for. Yeah, I think you know, it, I would if I were you, I would find it very, very critical in the purchase of that building that I see the paperwork and know who did it, um, where it was done. There should be, you know, whenever we do a a plan for a, a home, we have uh, we have a basically it's a, almost like a CAD drawing that we do. Where we we put the piers and located on the on a drawing of the of the structure, so you know that kind of paperwork. Um, if the work was done by a reputable company, it should be available to you. As and that's well, and that's warranty. where yeah, and that's where you want to see where the warranty is. Um, you know, we have for instance a transfer of warranty document that that our customers have to fill out and send back in when they when they buy a property from someone that we've done work for. So those are things you want to be looking for too. Is that you know what is the warranty? Who's who who did it? Um, how many peers were put in and what the location is, and then just a full overall review of the building. Make sure there's nothing else moving around. Yeah, Sounds great. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Also, Dave, as dry as it is out there, I think there's no better time to take a look at this. If, there's a, if the peering is effective, uh, it should be rock solid. And if it was, uh, you know, not effective or just not quite enough, you know, the spacing too far apart, something like that, you'll see those effects, those indications in brick and doors. And, you know, you know, Kevin, what stuff do you yeah, look for? Yeah, we're, I mean, right over the last three, four months, we've seen a lot of movement going on all over St. Louis. So yeah. um, if something's either failing or, or there's additional movement going on, a great time to be looking for it. Yeah. And it usually okay. will rear its ugly head and show it to you pretty quickly. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. You're welcome, Dave. Great, Dave. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it. you know, I love to, you know, when I'm looking at a house for somebody, a, a client that's buying a house and we're looking at additions or whatever, I love to see it in a rainstorm. Oh, yeah. But, I, I had a guy the other day I was talking to, um, actually it was yesterday, and he, he had a lot of questions about his gutters and downspouts and and, and such, and he's got some of that black tubing, uh, the corrugated tubing that his oh. downspouts are running into, and you and I know what that's all about. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I told him, I said, when was the last time you were out here when it rained really hard? He's like, never. And I said, well, you need to get yourself an umbrella, and when yeah. we start getting a, you know, we get a good hard rain, come out here and walk around your house and check out your gutters and, yeah. and your downspouts and see what everything, what it's doing. The only way you're going to really know, unless you start getting water in your basement, then you're, then yeah. you're out there looking too, but... 
you could maybe do something preventative to stop it. Yeah, well, as dry as it is, I would think this is a great time to, you know, for peering to us, especially to assess structural support. We're getting a lot of people that are that are still calling in right now, and it's because they're outside doing leaf work and oh. they're getting up against their houses and 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 seeing all of a sudden a crack in the foundation that that wasn't there or crack through the brick that wasn't there, mm. and those are sparking phone calls to us. So yeah. All right. Next up, let's go to uh, how about Mary? Hey, Mary. Good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can we help? Hi, Scott. Uh, several months ago, you kept talking about Ridex for yes. drains. Yep. And so I went to purchase some, and the only kind that I could find said for septic uh, system treatment, where you pour it in the toilet. And I was wondering if that was the, would be safe for, like, the kitchen drains. Uh, that's exactly the stuff. The, this is a septic tank treater, treatment that all it does is it just goes down in your septic tank and accelerates the digestion or the breaking down of solid organic waste. So if you dump this into your toilet and you flush it or in your kitchen sink and you run the faucet for five seconds, that biology will happen in your waste pipes. So it will clean the inside of your pipes. But it is a septic tank treatment. In, in fact, I've been challenged by the Ridex guys about 20 years ago. What are you telling these people? You know, because it's a septic tank treater. Well, you know, the biology works in your pipes just as well as it does in a septic tank. So it's the same thing. It, other than preventive maintenance, I, I, I think it's a great thing. Okay, well, what kind of... Uh, of uh, Mic Mixture? Right, because on, on the instructions, it says pour half a box of Ridex into your toilet. And I was wondering how you would break that down for, like, your kitchen drains. Yeah, I just do about a 20-ounce glass. Uh, I make it like I'm making chocolate milk or, or something like that, just a big, tall glass in the morning. I get up in the morning, I drink a big glass of water, I run another glass of water, and I put a big tablespoon of Ridex in there, mix it around, dump it down the kitchen sink, rinse the sink, and, you know, I, only, I don't want to flush it all the way out to the septic tank or MSD. I just want to get it just past the pipes, in the sink, so that, or I'll I'll put that same thing down the um, the powder room sink or a toilet. You don't want that water to to carry this away, and I like doing it night so that there's not a lot of water to flush it on down into the sewer. I want it to live in that pipe and and thrive there to help clean the insides of the pipe. So, yep, right there at the kitchen sink, twenty ounce tablespoon, dump it down, run the faucet three, four, five seconds. That's it. Okay, now. What, uh, is this safe for the garbage disposals? Y yes, it is. Okay, then do you run it after you uh, mix it in a glass and pour it down there? Do you leave it set for a, a period of time before you run the... Uh, um Disposal? Disposal, or can you run the disposal right away to get it through there? Which yeah, you can run the disposal right away. All this stuff, think of this as probiotic for pipes in your house. It, it's... It, it's Organic, it's it's really pretty safe stuff. Uh, dump it down your disposal. You can run the disposal or not. But the water flushing, keep in mind the bottom of your disposals about two, two and a half inches below where the pipe drain comes out. So uh, it, it, it helps to run the disposal. It'll clean the inside of your disposal too. Mm -hmm. Well, it says um, on the instructions for the toilet, it says to like uh, put it in like before you go to bed or yeah. if you're going to be gone for the day. Perfect. You know, far to work. That's and even so better. I, yeah, so I didn't know if it would be the same kind of instructions for the kitchen drains or not. Yes, ma'am. 
Okay. Well, yep. thank you, Scott. I appreciate your time and, and your expertise. Mary, uh, thanks for the call. We haven't had that conversation for a while. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a cheap way to do preventive maintenance on, a you know, an old drain system. So thanks for the question. Well, this friend of mine uh, had their drain stopped up, and I remember that you saying that after they get the drain open that it would be good to put the Red X down there, and that was one reason why I bought it, because I was buying some for me and also some for them. So I wanted to make sure that I was informed enough to tell them, you know, that they would be at ease to use it with a garbage disposal. Yeah, uh, about a couple months ago I had a caller call. I would ask that you put that ba- that box, once you open it up and use it, put it in a Ziploc bag, uh, oh, because okay. with the humidity of St. Louis, apparently some critters started growing inside his Red X after some time. So I would seal it up in a good Ziploc bag. And if you get those critters, you can flush those down the toilet too. Okay, Scott. Thank you so much. I appreciate your t- your time and, and your expertise. Have All a right. good day. Thanks, Mary. Bye-bye. Bye. Kevin Welch, Helitech, Scott Mosby, KMOX, at your service. Back for more. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, so many conversations we've had about uh, waterproofing, foundation repair. Uh, the Helitech phone number, uh, Kevin, what's the phone number for Helitech? It's uh, 1-800-246-9721. That's from anywhere, isn't it? Yep. 800-246-9721. You got it. Let's go to the phones and talk to Tara. Hey, Tara, good morning. How can we help? Good morning, Scott. Yes. Um, I am calling for our daughter. She's a new homeowner. She bought a 25-year-old condominium in August. The seller um, took out one of those home warranties, which gave her the, you know, the year warranty on, on items, you know, that would possibly break. Mm-hmm. While she's in that situation, her hot water heater went out. Okay. Obviously, it's old. It's an original. So it's, tw- you know, 25 years old. The technician cannot get the parts. He, it's also not up to code. He recommended a replacement because it's the only way to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of questions. Number one, would that be something that the home warranty is going to cover, or is she going to be in a problem, um, face a problem with that, and um, would it pay for the upgrade, you know, since you can't get the reparts? And, again, if not, how much possibly would that cost for her to replace? Uh, long, long things there, Tara. That will all be specified in the contract. Typically, most uh, homeowner insurance type uh warranties like that will replace the water heater, but they will replace it with a like kind. So any kind of upgrade or, and that this will be in the contract with that uh, insurer or or maintenance warranty, uh, who pays that upgrade cost. But make sure, uh, absolutely, make sure that your daughter or somebody is involved in selecting which water heater and pay whatever upcharge is necessary because it'll It'll never never be cheaper cheaper than than now. Okay, what do you recommend? What water heaters? What are what are good brands? Oh, there there aren't a whole lot of bad brands. Frankly, if you get this installed by a plumber, the plumber's name is on it. They'll put in something like an A.O. Smith, uh, State, S-T-A-T-E. Um, you know, there are all kinds of good brands, and, and there are others that aren't. And, and keep in mind, this is like a car dealership. Within a brand, they have the uh, very inexpensive water heater, you know, price point, and then they have a builder model, and they have this, and then they add features and add features. So... Uh, the brand name generally doesn't necessarily tell you what what quality, how far up and down the food chain that appliance is. You know what I mean? Okay. 
Yeah. So probably my husband would be a good one to help her with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absol- again, you know, uh, and and 25-year-old water heater, Kevin and I were having a chuckle over that. It's like, my gosh, 25 years, you're 10 years too late. So you did good on this water heater, but it is time to replace that appliance for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for your help today. You gentlemen have a nice weekend. You bet, Tara, Tara if you get you into get- trouble and, and baffled, call my company. We we have people around there all the time that can speak to this and walk you through this, oh, too. Excellent. So. excellent. Yeah. I will do that, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. Take, Take care. care. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye-bye. Little help for our friends. I mean, I understand it. It's uh, feel free. And uh, really, uh, if you have a good plumber, you know, follow the plumber. Uh, they they know what they're talking about. They generally uh, warranty these appliances as well, and the warranty that go or the the labor that goes with it. So if you've got a good plumber in there, and you have to make that decision first, is this the the person that I really or company that I want to get involved with or not? Uh, let's see what's happening here with Chris. Hey, Chris. Good morning. morning. Welcome, Welcome to Camwex. How can we help? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yes sir. sir. Okay, I've got a one story house with a basement underneath. Uh, as I walk around the outside, I found two different spots where something is burrowing holes, like alongside the basement wall going down. Mm-hmm. It's probably big enough I can stick my hand out in there. What can I put in there to kill whatever's doing this? I'm Whoa. not seeing any like mole runs or anything, but I don't know if it's mice or what it is, but it's good sized holes. So my worry is it's going to get down far enough to get like around the footings and stuff. So what can I do to kill whatever's in there? Well, Chris, uh, a mouse will be a hole about uh, maybe three-quarters to an inch, maybe. Uh, so just a fat thumb, if you will. Then you get into a vole or a mole uh, or a little ground squirrel, chipmunk. Those can be up to two inches. If you've got something you can put your hand in like three or four inches, uh, you're into a pretty large critter, uh, you know, and you, know, you could get a, you know, could be a groundhog, uh, something like that. Um, woodchuck, uh, and then you're trapping it. I would suggest you get a critter trap, which looks like a big metal cage box. Uh, and it's something, you know, you can trap it and take him to a park and let him find a new home out there. Okay. So that, because if you kill him, then he's just going to, you know, let's imagine you got a big critter down there stinking next to your house. You can't get him out without digging him out. So I would invite him to, you know, make sure that guy goes away or, you know, call a pest control company that can do it. But generally, um, there are traps for possums and uh, larger critters like that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, Chris. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, uh, Kevin Welch, Scott Mosby at your service. Lots of things happening here. Uh, Kevin, you're off and running. Will you stick around till after the news, weather, and sports and you give bet. us a look for you the bet. look-see? I got about another 15 minutes, Scott. You're gonna, no rest for the weary, uh, huh? Yeah, I got a tight schedule today, but yeah. no, absolutely stay till then. Shrinking soil, dry situations. Uh, what's the Helitech uh, website and phone number again? So uh, phone number is 800-246-9721. And the website is Helitech, and as you said, one long word, HelitechOnline.com. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Kevin Welch of Helitech, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, we've had good questions this hour. I'll review them when we get started into hour two, so stay tuned. So much happening here on University of KMOX. We've got news, weather, and sports coming up. Stay tuned. Megan Lynch here soon. will be lots of things happening right here on KMOX.